Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Dusidi Sarangarm, Chief Medical Information Officer at the University of New Mexico Health. Dr. Sarangarm, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me today. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's just so much happening in healthcare right now, and especially thinking about that uh, intersection between clinical care and technology, where you sit as a CMIO. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Oh, sure. Thanks for asking. Um, so my name is Dusidi Sarangarm. I am an emergency medicine physician by training um, here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm also double boarded in clinical informatics, and I am I am basically from New Mexico. I grew up here and went to school here and have a little bit of an engineering background, but um, basically went straight into medicine out of undergrad and just been on this awesome journey since. Absolutely. Wow. So, you know, how did you become interested in the that role that's more of a technology focus, um, but also with the the medical background and training? You know, what really got you into the CMIO informatics part of healthcare in addition to the patient care? You know, um, it was not by planning, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Uh, I, I had always been a bit of a tinkerer ever since I was young with technology. And then during residency, some of my mentors had asked me to work on some technology projects. Um, we were introducing a clinical communication tool in the emergency department at the time. And then when I became faculty, we were converting from paper records to electronic records and I just said, yes, I would be happy to help. And one thing led to another. Um, and then I became associate chief medical information officer. And then I became chief medical information officer. But it was not uh, planned that way. I didn't go into medical school thinking, you know, at the end of all of my training, I would end up doing this. So I'm just very grateful that it, it happened regardless, though. Absolutely. Well, that's amazing to hear. And, you know, considering your role as CMIO, what do you see as some of the big opportunities for healthcare in University of Mexico Health, as well as the headwinds that you have your eye on right now? Well, I mean, I think it would be um, remiss if we didn't talk about large language models a little bit. <laughs> I feel like that's what everyone's talking about right now. Um, so definitely keeping an eye out on that. Um, I'm sure that we will be seeing more and more of that technology in uh, health IT. So we'll be curious to see what uh, different applications we'll be able to use that for. That's really probably the most interesting thing that's happened this year around health IT, I think. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. And, you know, when you look at those large language models, um, obviously, as you said, a lot of potential in healthcare. Um, is there anything or any conversations you're having about that right now? Or is it more of keeping an eye out for, you know, how the technology evolves and um, thinking through what some of the applications will be or initial applications within healthcare and the health system overall? Yeah, I think we're really, really early into this. So it's it's really more of 
keeping our eye on it and um, seeing what emerges. I feel like we're a little bit in the honeymoon phase, right? It's everyone's very excited. There's We, we all see the potential, but we haven't seen yet our, um, you know, what the drawbacks will be. Um, but I do imagine it's going to change how we work and how we look at patient records uh, in the coming few years. So, so it's an exciting time. Absolutely. And that's a great point. And I know the medical records are hugely important, obviously, for patient care and then really making sure that, you know, you're able to gather the information needed to deliver the best outcomes possible. Um, you know, from your perspective, how do you think about growth and adding value to the organizational overall from your role as CMIO? What does that look like for you and how are you measuring and keeping track of it? Um, you know, I I think there's different ways that you might measure this. One way that I'd like to think about my job, and I don't, I hope this answers your question, but um, in a roundabout way, one way that I like to think about my role as CMIO is that I have a duty to improve the health and well being of the people who use the technology at the organization. And so this role allows me to translate the clinical experience that I have with the technology that's available. And hopefully the marriage of those two things makes it easier for patients to get their care. That's how I really feel that the CMIO role can add value to organizations in general. In terms of um, growth, you know, I, this is a really tough year for health healthcare in general. I think people are being very strategic about their growth. We, we don't have much of a choice. And um, in these kind of times of turmoil, you have a lot of opportunity coming out of it. So we're really trying to be smart and strategic about what our next steps will be and where we're going to expend resources right now, because they're not as plentiful as they have been in years past. Well, that's such a great point. And I know, as you mentioned, we across the board are seeing healthcare organizations and in many other industries too, um, really keeping an eye on those scarce resources because um, whether it's you know financial or or the workforce and workforce shortages, there's just so much to uh, consider in still needing to provide patient care. And so when you look at um, one area or I guess um, space that it's still important to continue to invest in, what would you say that would be for you? Where do you still think is really important to uh, make sure you're investing resources and energy? even when, you know, healthcare dollars and, and manpower is definitely very precious. Yeah, um, manpower or woman power, <laughs> rather, is actually where I think we need to be making investments. And I know that that's counterintuitive right now. You see in the news all the time about how many people are being let go or organizations downsizing. Um, but our people are our greatest investment. You can talk about investing in things like health IT applications or a new building, um, but really our people are where, <laughs> where we make the most strides. And so I'm hoping that as things get um, better fiscally, we'll be able to look into reinvesting into um, you know, expansion of our workforce because uh, developing strong talent, I think is probably the most important thing any leader can do. 
I think that's really such a great point. And definitely, you know, when you look at um, how you are, are able to connect with the people within the organization um, and really grow up the next generation of leaders and those who are passionate about patient care, you know, what do you see as being most important to connect with those folks right now um, and, and really get them to a place where they're feeling excited and motivated, um, you know, to, to connect with patients and, and really um, be in a space where they love what they're doing. I, I know to some degree it's already built in, but, um, you know, how do you really do that right now? How do you uh, build up the, the next generation of um, people who are really excited to lead an organization and want to be leaders in healthcare? You know, um, Laura, I think what's really exciting about our current generation that's entering the healthcare workforce, the millennials and Gen Zs, I mean, millennials have been in the workforce for a while, but um, especially the Gen Zs, is just how socially conscious that generation is and um, how invested they are in DEI efforts. In They want more out of their jobs than just a paycheck, right? They want to be purpose-driven. And healthcare does have some of that baked in. At the same time, it's also an industry. And so I think we have to be careful to not lose sight of the fact that people don't join industries and stay in industries. They join to be part of something bigger than themselves. You know, And so that's what I hope we're going to see as this generation enters the workforce. I love that. And I think that's so important to keep in mind and just constantly connecting to the difference that they're making um, every day with showing up and in, in connecting with patients and doing what they do. Now, one more question for you. Where do you see some of the best opportunities for you to grow as CMIO or really um, the people that you work with, you know, to develop and evolve in the next few years? Oh, you know, in health IT, uh, that in the next few years, that could change pretty dramatically. So. I wish I had a crystal ball for that. Um, I mean, we've talked a little bit about large language models. I think that that's definitely going to be an opportunity for growth. What people are really looking for in healthcare um, is a way to, to be back at the bedside, right? To, to practice more medicine, um, to care for people, and to do less of the important and required and honestly, really boring work that we're required to do for, I mean, you name it, regulatory, billing, compliant. I mean, it's just like endless, but it's not work that moves people. So whatever technologies we can bring that reduce that amount of work, which honestly, computers are really good at that type of work. It's it's just repetitive, boring work um, and allow us to build more connections with people to take better care of patients. I think whatever that technology is, is going to be wildly successful. Uh, unfortunately, we just haven't gotten there yet. Um, but I have hope. I think we'll get there. Absolutely. I love it. And thank you so much, Dr. Sarangarm, for your time today. And this has been a really fun conversation. I know it'll be great to have you join us at our October event, focused on health IT, digital health, the revenue cycle. I know a lot of these themes will be upcoming. And maybe by that point, we'll have a little bit more clarity on some of the large language models and just really exciting things happening around uh, technology and healthcare. And so thank you so much for being here. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in October as well. Yes, thanks for having me again, Laura. Have a good day. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way 
Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Thank you.